0: The word of truth. How many of of you know that the word of God is the only thing that can change your life? Um, Where would we be without a word from God? Where would we be? Why don't you stand to your feet uh, so that we can... I want to pray. Shida, you're going to Haiti tomorrow, right? What are you going to be doing? Building a school. Amen. I want to pray for a high school. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray for you when I pray for the message. Is that okay? Okay. So can you come stand right here? All right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I just want to pray for her. Why don't you stretch your hands towards her? Lord God, as Sheeta goes to Haiti, God, I just pray for her and pray for just her heart for the world. She has such a great heart for the nations. God, I just pray for her that you will give her safe travel and to be her covering, be her glory, and, and, and be her life, Lord God, and help the life-giving gospel uh, to, to, to be spoken into the lives uh, of people uh, that are in some very, very challenging place. I know that they we have quite a few Haitians here at Epiphany Fellowship, and I just pray, Lord God, for your mercy uh, on their families that are still in Haiti, and even though the media doesn't give what happened, a lot of coverage anymore, there's still a lot of need for development and impact. And so bless the development of the school that it may reflect and honor you and and that it may be used to help rebuild the country from the inside out and help the glory of Christ to be the way in which uh, that country is rebuilt for your name and for your glory and your praise. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody agree with that? Say it. Amen. 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 Proverbs 31, 11 through uh, 16 this morning. Proverbs 31, 11 through 16. When you get there, say amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. You know I'll start reading and, uh, and drop out and you keep going. Let's start in verse 11 from the ESV version of the Bible. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. Keep going. Amen, amen, amen. Um, in our Eve Redeemed series, this installment of part two of our sub-series within the series, uh, uh, I, I would like to talk about briefly uh, today, redeemed value. Redeemed value. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for the fact that Christ has brought redemption to the value of women uh, in a society and culture that seeks to redevelop and give dupe them into their value being in other places, persons, and things, Lord. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ um, that you would would touch our sisters today, Lord, and empower them, Lord God, in, in, in a phenomenal way that they may have a new vision from heaven about what it means to be a woman of excellence, a woman of value. May they find their value in the things that you say, Bring them value, Lord God. And in order to, <clears throat> for this sermon to have any impact and value, Lord God, you have to make this happen. I need your strength. I need the power that makes preaching easy. And that is the power of God, the Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, I want to decrease as you increase. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, God, our strength and our Redeemer in whom we trust in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody agree with that said? Amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, how many of you are tracking with us through this Eve Redeemed series by show of hands? How many of you are tracking with us? I don't see no hands up. How many track? tracking? I want to see nice, long hands in the air. If you ain't got no hands, go like this. But, you know what I'm saying? But but put it, amen, amen, amen. Um, 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 it's, it's very important, fellas, that you don't check out uh, because because you you need to know what to look for if you don't have a wife, amen and, and if you got one, you need to know how to wash her with the word of God and, and, and so and so and so and so that, that's that so this a series is this series, even though it's spoken to women is is definitely applicable uh, to you. Some of you ladies, some of the principles in this message that I'm going to speak on today you may you may not be in that season of life yet. Um, but you don't want to prepare for a season of life in that season of life. Amen. Wish I had some help right there. But you you want to be, God is a God of preparation. Yes. And, 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 and one of the things that you want to do is, is you want to make sure that you're prepared to be all that God wants you to be, even though when you get in that season, the gospel is still going to be developing, shaping, and preparing you to be all he wants you and I to be. And, 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 so, and, so, and so today, as we dive into our second installment, in this section of the series on part two of Redeemed Value in our broader series of Eve Redeemed, Eve Redeemed, this idea is birthed out of the fact that the first Eve failed. She failed in submitting to and honoring God in the role that God gave her. And because she wanted to step out of the bounds of the role that God gave her and lived below her calling by trying to upgrade her status in her mind, things failed. And therefore, Jesus Christ came through the corridors of time and came from heaven to earth to bring restoration to all things through his blood, through the death, his death, burial, and resurrection to bring comprehensive renewal to the souls of those who believe. Yet under the umbrella of redemption, Uh, and and reconciliation are a myriad of things that need redemption. Manhood needs redeemed. Uh, 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 Families need redeemed. Children need redemption. Our neighborhoods need redemption. Our radio stations need redemption. Our media needs redemption, uh, uh, but also our women, amen, need redemption. And so we come here to a passage where a queen is teaching a soon-to-be king or king how to choose a spouse. So God chose to personify and climax wisdom as personifying in the book of Proverbs as a woman. In other words, the, 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 the Proverbs is showing that wisdom at its best is a woman submitted to God wish I had some help there. And God, God said, I'm not, it, now, now as, as much as people think the Bible is a male chauvinistic book, it's interesting that when God wanted to choose how he personified wisdom, he said, I want to personify when wisdom at its best in the life of a woman who finds her value being in covenant with me. And, 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 and so we come in, We were, last time we were talking about the Aship the the woman of value or excellence, and we spent all of our time talking about redeeming and restoring and reconciling the value that a woman has in Jesus Christ. Now today, we're, we're recognizing that based on the point that I gave last time is that the redeemed Eve brings value to every sphere of her life, is because God has transformed and changed her, she has the Midas touch on planet Earth. Yeah. That means that everywhere she goes, there should be upgrades happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, so, and so today, we're going we're to look at this passage and, 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 and see that, 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 that it's very, very important to have different spheres. And the, what, 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 is the next, what is the first sphere we're going to talk about today, which brings me to my one and only point for today? The redeemed Eve brings value to her household. The redeemed Eve brings value to her household. Now, ladies who are single, don't check out. Because I, I, heard, I heard a switch turn. I heard the light switch go off. She says, I ain't got no household now, and I'm mad because God ain't got me married anyway. And now you're going to talk about what it looked like to be married and bring value to something I ain't even in yet. So why would I want to bring value to something that I'm not in yet when God ain't put me in it? So I'm going to check out right now because this word today ain't for me. If you did that, you're going to lose. And, and so, and so I, w- I, want you to, I want you to dive in. Oh, it's never mind. Boom. Um, I-, I, want you- I want you to zoom into this. And, and I want to spend time on this verse here because this is a paramount verse in verse 11. After it talks about the fact that an excellent wife who can find, that a good woman's hard to find, a woman who has character is hard to find, a woman who loves to be in covenant with God is hard to find, a woman that brings value to all spheres of her life is difficult to find because she's found she doesn't find. She is far more precious than jewels. remember last time I said, jewels wear her. She don't wear jewels because she's more valuable than what she wears. Yeah. But now, now he, she says, now, now, now listen to what mom tells her son. She says, Lemuel, my son, this is the type of woman I want you to find, baby. I, I want you to find a woman where the heart of her husband trusts her. I'm I'm going to spend some time on this and give you some really, really practical things. I'm going to get to Jesus really, really quickly and show you where he is in this passage. But it's interesting that it says the heart. Somebody say the heart. heart. It says the heart of the husband her. Now, throughout Proverbs 31, it's interesting that there, there are things that are spoken of the woman that's reserved for God. Now, and the way God does it is is He gives a human version of this to show how important this role that the woman plays in her household. It says, The heart of her husband trusts her. Now, it's interesting that it said, I'm gonna get to heart in a second, that it used the word trust. Now, the word trust is, is, is a powerful term because when used positively, it's usually in the only used. Of God, I've done a search to see if there's anything else, but there's nowhere else in the Bible where where someone uh, trusts in anyone, any place, or anything other than the living God, and it not be idolatry. Now, this is not an idolatrous relationship, but God, through the uh, uh, through the superintending work of the Holy Spirit, says that a man's heart should trust his wife. Somebody say heart. Now, 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 heart here, based on the book of Proverbs, and especially in Tanakh and the prophets, Navihim, what, what we see is something powerful. We, we, we see that heart is not just the, 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 the cardiac deal that's behind your ribcage and beside uh, 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 your, 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 uh, your lungs, but, 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 but the heart here points to the, the multifaceted parts of the inner being of a man or a woman. Um, The the, the word heart here points to value system and intellect. It points to affections, and it points to will or volition. Now, it says the, 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 the intellect of a man trusts her. The affections of a man trust her. And the will of a man trusts her. This is powerful to to, to find this type of woman. Now, now this man feels this way in particular reasons, and I'll say that in a second. Uh, But but, but it's interestingly enough that he can trust her with his thinking, with with his intellect. Uh, That that, that means if he can trust her with it, that means she can go toe-to-toe in a loving way with him mentally. Because this points to this idea of him tru- her trust, her, his heart trusting her points to the intimacy that they have intellectually, emotionally, and volitionally. To, to, now, 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 when you look at affections, you got to understand, men don't just, that, that means he opens up his mind, but then he opens up his affections. Now, you got to understand, men don't just open up their affections. Now, y'all looking at me funny. Okay. But now, ladies, y'all are a little different. Because you, you'll you throw your affections out really, really fast, emotionally. You'll attach to somebody. Okay, y'all think I'm lying. Okay, when you meet a guy and you really, really like him and you think he's the guy, you like we're just thinking about how we're going to pay for the date. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't even there. Y'all are back at nine years old when you had on your mama's pumps in the mirror. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. And... <clears throat> You done pick your wedding dress, your matron of honor, um, who's gonna hold your train, where it's gonna be, what the chandeliers are gonna be like, what type of pearls are gonna be on the cake, what type of icing it's gonna be, you know what I'm saying, what type of venue it's gonna be, what the chandeliers gonna look like, how your mama gonna look like walking down the aisle, and if your daddy did, how he gonna give you away, you're wondering whether or not you're gonna be in tears, what your friend. I mean, y- y'all, I mean, y'all, I mean, y'all are different. But but, but but see, men, we're a little emotionally slower than you. And, 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 and so when a man finally gives himself over to you and opening himself up to trust you, that is a worthy thing. If you find you a medi- um, uh, on top a fine, fine dude physically or a mediocrely fine dude <laughs> who loves the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and, and he's finding you, 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 and you actually like him? Move on forward. Oh y'all, y'all, y'all miss that. Uh, uh, because when he finally opened, the men don't open up. Okay, y'all think I'm not. Like, back in the day, New Edition had a song. It's called If It Isn't Love. <laughs> At one point in the song, see, I'm a, This is personify how men feel because men don't just cacao. You know, we, you know, we don't, we don't do that. So when, when we open that area up, it's a different place for us. He says, he says, I think I love her. Guess what they say? Love her? What? Why did they say that? You remember that new edition? In other words, bro, you supposed to just tap and roll, tap and roll, tap and roll, just <laughs> tap and roll. You know, you don't, you that, that's that's your role, dog. You don't, you know. I mean, what what you how you catching? I remember dudes used to get up and do. How you catching feelings for this chick, man? How you because men, men are very afraid to allow themselves to see their manliness through the eyes of their emotions. And so when a man finally mans up and loves you, it's time to go. Oh, I wish I had some help. And and, and so the heart of the man trusts her. But not only that, his volition or his will trusts you. Because before Jesus Christ, your will was in bondage. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. When your will gets taken out of bondage because of the death of Christ and resurrection of Christ, it frees you up to serve him. This points to the fact that the man and the woman are on the same page directionally in their covenant with God. Are y'all with me on this? It is so important. That's what, I, I, oh my God, I'm, 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 I'm supposed to wait to the, to the family series for this. But oneness, a, part, a big part of oneness is going the same direction. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Oneness means that we're on the same, and if we're not... We're going to seek God together until we get on the same page because intimacy ain't just you getting some. Intimacy ain't just some flowers and some, some perfume and, and, and some candlelight and some wine and some whiskey and, 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 and some champagne. Intimacy also points to the fact that you both have intimacy with the living God, and that is the thing that ties you together. And therefore, he's willing to give your heart to you because you've given your heart to God, and he can trust his heart with you. So the heart of the man leans on her. You, 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 I, I mean, he leans on her be, because she doesn't complete him. She helps him to complete what God called them to do. Did you get that? <laughs> and, 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 so, and, so, and, so, and so as the heart of the husband and the wife become one, and he says, baby, everything here in my care is now yours. That's powerful. So, so it says that the heart of him trusts her which is extremely important. What does that look like? Well, first off, it looks like he tells you what's on his mind. You know, some men don't talk. That means he hasn't given you his heart yet. If a man does not talk to you, I'm just, that's, I'm, that's the most practical thing I've ever said in a sermon. Let me tell you something. If a man doesn't tell you anything, you don't know anything about him, run! Run! Yeah. So 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 talk to me about your past. Well, you know, um man, you know, I mean, you know how past can be. It's crazy like that. <laughs> what? Why? Because because what's on his mind and him sharing with you comes into the reality of him being a visionary. Na- 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 oh, I wish I had time to just stay here. Uh, um, um, <laughs> in Proverbs chapter 29, 18, it says, people without vision are unrestrained. That means they have no, no biblical directives that's, that, that's taking their lives anywhere. So, ladies, if a man doesn't have vision, you will be bored in marriage to him. Why? Because your role... It is to be a helpmate for a vision that was given to him by God. Wow. If he doesn't have a vision, you're not going to get nothing done in marriage. Why? Because you're going to be like, babe, 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 ha, <laughs> baby, baby, you're going to be asking, you're going to come off as a nag versus an encouragement because he doesn't know how to have a wife right, because he doesn't have a vision from God right. And so, therefore, you got to be careful, ladies, of who you let find you. Because just because he's fine doesn't mean he needs to find you. Because it's 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 extremely important that a man be a visionary leader. That means he has a vision, he has a picture of what your life and his life together looks like as Christ's feet stands on top of your life. That means he when, when you when you set aside Christ as Lord in your heart, that means you're letting him rule everything. That means his heart can trust you because Christ rules your heart. And you can trust him and his leadership because Christ rules his heart. And if he makes a mistake, he'll repent and turn back to God. Not only that, I'm just giving you some practical stuff. Telling her what he is passionate about. That points to vulnerability. A real man is vulnerable. Not with everybody. That's something different if you're vulnerable with everybody. Either you manipulative or something wrong. Something wrong. But 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 there, there should be a vulnerability. This is how his heart trusts her. His vulnerability tells her things he's never told another woman. He doesn't use it as a lie. Girl, you know I ain't never told nobody this before. You know, you the you know, you the only one I ever told like this. See, that's see that's somebody just trying to tap. That's a tapologist. That's not that, you know what I'm saying? That's you know what I'm saying, that's. You know what I'm saying, that's, that's, that's all he is, you know. You know what you ask him? When he, whenever he tell you that, when, whenever he tell you that, guess what you say, can I ask some of your ex-girlfriend's phone number? <laughs> why, you want, why you want her number? Why you, I just, you know, I just want to do some interviews. What has he told you that he never told And if it repeats, <laughs> you better run for your life. But if you got a good man that is just vulnerable, who God is grace because of intimacy. That's why you got, I, I, I didn't mean, this is for free. I didn't mean to spend as much time on this point. But let me tell you something. That's why aimless dating is dangerous. Oh, God help me today. The reason why aimless dating is dangerous, because some of y'all say, well, we ain't had sex, we ain't kissed, we ain't rubbed on each other, we ain't grind, you know. Nah, okay, yes, I said it. And, But but you've emotionally vomited in each other. And what happens is, is you create an intimacy environment that your dating relationship can't climax. I wish I had some help right there. And so so that's why sometimes you need to put the relationship on hold to seek God and to have some accountability so that you can make sure that this is the one because you need to be like this. I ain't wasting my time giving my emotions over to somebody that's going to hurt me so that when I get the person that God has called me to, I can barely give my heart to him because you've torn it out and stomped it because I gave you something that was only deserving of my husband. Vulnerability, vulnerability, you got to be, you got to have a level of, so you got to have a dude that's vulnerable. But not only that, um, you know, what he is doing and wants to do, that means he shares his dreams with you, not pipe dreams. Now, if he tells you too many things, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be a football player, I want to be a preacher, I want to (laughs) go. That means he's not focused. Another, another, I'm just giving y'all some practical stuff. Um, a, another area that he opens his heart to you in is his finances. Uh oh. But, but that means he trusts you with the resources of the household. Because he doesn't believe that you're going to be a king of Prussia in the clothespin all the time. Uh oh. I saw, baby, I saw something, and everything gone, and oh, I, I got to keep moving because, but then he trusts you with the children, with children, because in this day and even beyond, children represent legacy and a name. Yeah. And so because of that, a husband, because even though both of the, the husband and wife take on the role of leading and shepherding a child, the wife many times takes the, the lion's share of the nurturing load. And because she'll take the lion, that doesn't mean that you're an absentee dad and all you do is provide. Just because you provide don't mean you're a father. That's a whole nother sermon. Um, but th- That's a part of it. But, 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 but she needs to be entrusted that she is going to submit to the visionary trajectory that you've laid out for her and that she has somewhere to go with seeing Christ form in the children. That's very very, 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 very important. I wish I had time to talk about this like I wanted to. Next, next part of the verse. He says, <laughs> Oh, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit. <laughs> um. And so, and so as his heart trusts her, this is where the intimacy and oneness deepens. And he opens up all of, see, this is a king that she's discipling. She's discipling her son on biblical womanhood. Powerful. So she says, this is the type of woman that you open up the treasuries of the kingdom to, son. Like, because we rich, baby, we got a lot of loot. So you can't just have any old honey coming up in here wanting our money, right? So she's like, yo, I'm trying to teach you to save you a lot of heartache because I've seen a lot of things, right? But then, but then it goes next. Look, look, at the, look at the B part of the verse. Good God. Hope I get through all of this today. It says, and he will have no lack of gain. Wow. Now, now the word there in the Hebrew for gain is a word that means spoils from war. It, 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 mean, it, mean, it means that the, the, the wife would do something in particular, that, that he, because of him he, he will do this. He's, he knows that whatever he places into her hand, sh- she knows how to multiply it in both quality and quantity, yes. Yes. quality and quantity. See, see I, I got to get to Jesus, but, but, but I'm just letting you know that this is very, very important as a husband entrusts the household because a woman is a strategist. That's why y'all are verbal wordsmiths and can think and multitask. That's why we can't. We think goal, you think details. But if you put goal, you can't have details without a goal because you'll just be doing stuff and you'll be on some Martha ministry, right? But, but if you have vision without strategy, you just run in your mouth. You just, you just live in pipe dreams, you overpromise under the liver. But if you have both together, that's called oneness under Jesus, right? And, 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 so, and so what a woman is supposed to do is when the husband casts God-centered vision, she's saying, okay, how can we get this done? Baby, You up to 1 in the morning on the computer looking at stuff. Baby, here's a printout of what I looked at. And, well, I, because of what you want to do for the household, baby. Now, this is where the finances need to be in order for us to finance the vision that God has given you in order that our household may win based on the goals that God has placed in your heart. And we have prayed about it and I agree with and we connect to by heart to execute so he, he can mention something in passing, and she will be thinking through how to bring it to fruition. Now, I know what some of y'all are saying. Well, what about my dreams? What about my vision? What about what God has called me to do? What about, what? I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, a girl, can a, can a sister have some, some mind to do some? Can I have, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to get on your dreams and vision and how the husband deals with that in the family series. Right now, I'm in this text talking about this verse that has nothing to do with that, but what you're supposed to be doing in relation to that. So instead of tearing him down, she acts as a helpmate. Instead of saying, here we go again, uh-oh, when he shares, she responds appropriately to his dreams. Next verse, she does him good and not harm all the days of his life. Now this is this is dope right here because it's interesting that that, that the idea of good and evil, or, or which the word harm can be translated, is is, is evil or good and harm. Right? It, it's interesting. Uh, good means uh, uh, for all that is spiritually. Uh, and, 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 and physically desirable and beneficial to life in order to help escalate and elevate the value of the crib. Uh, um, uh, so she does him good and harm, not harm. Now harm means to bring down the value of the crib. Okay, y'all quiet. Okay, like, like, I, I live in a, like if you live in a neighborhood with a lot of renters, uh, they don't have the same mindset towards the value of the neighborhood, because they don't their their rent doesn't increase the property value for their financial benefit. But the owners view the neighborhood differently because the the the, the state of the neighborhood functionally impacts the property value of their house. So they take ownership differently because it impacts their house. A woman of value is not a renter in the home. She's a buyer in the home. And because she's a buyer in the home, she makes investment because it impacts the home and it impacts the household. You know, one of the, one of the things that, that, that is very, very important with this, with this phenomenal idea... Is, is recognizing that th- these verses right here says, The wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. Mm-mm-mm. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. Listen to this verse. It is better oh to live in the corner of a housetop than in the house of a quarrelsome woman. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me can I park there? I want to park there. Now, 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 now. Some some people are gossips, slanderers, and always talking about somebody. Now, when you're like that, you, you, and you, 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 okay, you thrive on drama. Before you get married and in your marriage, what happens is, is your spirit is no longer vexed about bad information, especially if you got girlfriends that have had some bad relationships, and they write all men off. So what happens is all y'all do is talk bad about men, so that when God gives you a godly man, because you haven't been righteously nurtured in, in, in a relationship, uh, 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 in relation to the community that you have, your disposition towards being a helpmate is hindered because you allowed your soul to be corroded by demonic information from your friends. Some of y'all need to learn how to give your friend a hand. Some of y'all, some of y'all need to say, "Listen, I don't even want to go into all of that because what has that value? You're alone. I'm alone. We've been talking about this same subject for all this time, and it hasn't grown us up. Matter of fact, we've had some fine, godly men come our way, and we all messed it up. Uh, she, she, you messed it up too, right there. Um, Shaquita, you messed it up. Um, Elizabeth, you messed it up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Maria, you messed it up. All of y'all messed it up. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, because we messed it up, why don't we just stop this and have a word of prayer? Listen, listen, you don't need to be around nobody that nurtures your frustration with God more. Oh, I wish I had time. The preacher, I only got 12 minutes. I'm trying to end it. But I'm just trying to tell you, you got to have nurturing relationships with other godly women that help you to be a better woman. Wish I had time. I'm just trying to, I mean, because this is very, very important because some of y'all are caddy. Y'all on some real ministry, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> you know, because you got to understand, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep telling my sisters this until we get it, is that you in a marriage, you are the influence of his authority. So your influence helps his authority to make good good decisions. Okay, y'all looking at me funny. Let's start with Eve, she messed up. Why, because she influenced his authority wrongly, it caused the fall of the world. Sarah, couldn't wait on God. So she said, listen, let's get Hagar, bring her over here and let you go ahead and, you know, go ahead and, you know, go ahead. And Abraham's like, Abraham's like, really? Okay, (laughs) y'all, yes, I'll go ahead and do that. (laughs) Help me, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jezebel brought idolatry to the nation of Israel. Comprehensively. I may do a message on her. Next. Solomon's wives turned, her heart, turned his heart from the Lord. But then you have examples like Zipporah, who the Lord was seeking to destroy Moses because of his disobedience. And so she ran, she, she sharpened some flint, circumcised her son and threw the foreskins at Moses' feet so that he would get credit, not her. She didn't say, see, I saved your life. See, so if it was not for me, patal, you'd have been dead before the Lord. But no, what she did, she threw it. You know what I'm saying? She threw it at his feet so that the wrath of God would go past her because she gave him credit for her work. That's so Christ in it. That's a whole nother sermon. Um, anyway, any, anyway, but, but then, but then, but then, but then, check this, check this out. Check this out. The Bible says... In 1 in Peter chapter 3, verse 1, that a woman's influence can win her husband without he, her even saying anything. Uh, influence. All the days of her life, she does this for him. It's a legacy of transformation and power. It's interesting when you see the correlations between the woman's role and Jesus. Ah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me come back to that. Let me go to this, and then I'm going to come to, to, to Christ. Now, 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 check this out. It says, it says, she seeks wool and flax in the works of willing hands. This is banging. Now, it points to the fact that she seeks out and she uses her entrepreneurial de- zeal and abilities that God has given her to be able to maximize the resources of the household to the glory of God. These are supplementary resources that are different than the man being the main provider in the house, okay? That where, where she says, where can I, by God's grace, increase the value of the house and what God brings into the house through my role? Now, some of y'all are like, well, why? why everybody got to be home. I'm not saying that. Let me just preach the text. I can see it in your eyes, right? <laughs> I can see it. I, I just feel it. I just feel the ointment of it, right? <laughs> so she seeks out wool and flax. This is dope because these are great Garments. The, I mean, these are great pieces. Uh, these are great fabrics. They can be used for so many things. Says so she works with her hands. Now, that means she, she, develop, she, this, she, she starts a business. Now, this points not just to women have to start a business, because this is figurative literature. So the issue broadly is, what has God put in your sphere that can be used as a device to create more value in the home? Okay. Now, This is what it says next. Check it out. It says she is like the ships of merchants. She brings food from afar. Check this out. So what she does is in their day, they they didn't have to just use currency, even though they had currency. What they did was they had trading items. Now, when ships and merchants would come in, ships would come from far off lands uh, with things that you can't get domestically. And so, and so these far off ships, whether it's spices from China or, 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 or you know, uh, different things from, you know, if it's truffles from Europe or wh- whatever, you know, you know all, all different types of items, you know, you know that, that, that come in. When you come in on, dom- on, on somebody's domestic soil from a foreign soil, because they don't have it on that domestic soil, it has more value. Are you listening to me? But, but, but it's saying she goes, she seeks wool and flax. She works with her hands, and her entrepreneurial development is so beasty that on domestic soil being made with her handmade products are more valuable because it's just as valuable as they, as ships that come from far off land to bring rare things. Why? Because she is a rarity, and what she makes is a rarity because her creativity is rarity, and therefore it brings value. And then it says she seeks out food for him. So she don't just, you know, go to the, you know, she's not just going, getting heart attack food pizza and hoagies and cheesesteaks. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? She going to Trader Joe's and… You know what I'm saying? She going to the Italian market. You know what I'm saying? She going, you know what I'm saying, to Whole Foods and carrying on, developing meal plans to the glory of God and bringing goji berries and pomegranates and you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and uh, uh, acai, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and Kobe beef to the house. She's bringing prawns to the house. She's bringing Atlantic salmon to the house, blue crabs to the house. Husband like, dang baby, this is banging. You know what I'm saying? Like, why he walked the floor, walk away, put his napkin back in and sit down. Why? But listen, but she did that, but she didn't spend maximum price for it because she's a beast in the marketplace. So she can sit down and negotiate with men from all over the world, but because what she has is so valuable and the word is getting out, she can get top dollar for her stuff, but pay lower dollar for other people's stuff. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. And it says... She rises while it is still yet night and provides food for her household. <laughs> she's not on no sleep-in ministry. Uh-oh. So that, so that means she's diligent. And she provides for portions for a maidens It could be servants or daughters here, but it's probably more so servants. And she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. These are all different ways in which she increases the value in the home by making sure that her home has the best of the best and the beauty of that. But this is a beautiful and phenomenal reflection by God's grace of what it looks like to be the church and Jesus Christ. Because the woman here more broadly reflects Jesus' relationship with the church he, she, she reflects this, just as the husband here trusts her with his heart, just as the husband here takes all the resources in his household and puts them at her disposal and says, do with them what you will and maximize them for my namesake. And because of that the household gets value more valuable and she maximizes everything to the glory of Jesus of the glory of her husband and the honor of her husband. That is what the church is supposed to do. The church has been given by God the gospel of Jesus Christ the church has been given spiritual gifts by Jesus Christ natural gifts talents uh, uh, uh in the entire earth why because the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof and all that can that, that dwell in they all belong to him and so what the church is supposed to do as as, as this is is to uh, is to maximize everything in its sphere that God has given to them and maximize it and use it to build his kingdom the wife's role in the home should encourage the church to be a good wife to jesus Jesus, just like this wife, is a good wife to her husband. It's powerful here how how women, you can be an encouragement through your life. For the church to actually be the church that God has called us to be, that we're supposed to honor God in every sphere of endeavor. That, that means that everything that we have as a ministry should be maximized to the glory of God. When we stand before the bema seat of Jesus Christ, and He comes back tatted up on His horse, dismounted, uh, puts puts away death, sets up His kingdom, and, and we, whenever we stand before the beamer seat of Christ, Jesus Christ is going to ask each and every one of us. He's going to lay our gifts, talents, and sphere out before Him, and He's going to say, "This is not for heaven." Whether you go to heaven, it's just your rewards. And he's going to lay everything out and say, How did you maximize everything that I give you, given you for my glory? How did my household, how did the household of faith benefit from your existence in the household of faith? How does my house look? Does my ho- is my house looking better? Are there more disciples made? Uh, um, um, has my name got honored and glorified and praised? And that is a beautiful reflection and honor of what it means to be a monstrosity woman. And so my prayer today is is, is that you won't see these. As Some of you are looking at me and say, Pastor, I ain't getting up early. I'm just telling you now. Pastor, I'm not doing Listen, all of this is, this sounds, this is unattainable. Everything in the Bible is unattainable. Everything. Everything. When we look at the qualifications for a pastor, unattainable. When we look at everything in the Bible, everything is unattainable. That's why Paul says, I press towards the mark of the goal of the high calling in Christ Jesus that I may attain what was attained for me by Christ. That means Christ already attained it for you. You're just walking in light of the attainment by which he's already attained for you. And so, therefore, we are all empowered by the gospel to be able to live in light of this. Everything in the Bible is lofty everything. But he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And so if you know that and you believe that and you understand that nothing on this earth that God has given you in your sphere, you're able to do. You're able to be strengthened, you're able to be developed, and you're able to go into every sphere of your life and make a pandemic impact for his glory. So I'm pl- I'm glad today that, that some people are here today that say, God, I'm not, I don't want to ever be the same. I don't want to be a mediocre Christian. There's only one type of Christian, an on-fire Christian, that's in love with God and <laughs> in love with his glory and wants his passions and wants his goals, and see everything, looking around, saying, What does it look like for Christ? feet to be on top of this area of my life what does it look like for Christ to be on top of this area of my life what does it look like you're not regular you're not regular ladies and you shouldn't let media or life treat you regularly because Christ didn't die a regular death he died an irregular death and got up from a grave in the only way people, only a person has ever got up. How dare we look at ourselves with a bleeding Lord, raised from the grave, sitting at the right hand. And he, guess what he's doing now? He's interceding. What is he interceding? He's interceding that we may maximize everything to his glory. In Luke 16, as a close, Jesus gives the parable of the unjust steward. And one of the things that he says that convicts me to this day, he says, the sons of this world are more wise of their own kind than the sons of light. What does he mean? He says, the the lost know how to molest the planet for the devil's glory. Better than the sons of light are able to maximize God's creation to honor and glorify him. May that not be true of us. I want you to make a list of everything that you can do, ladies. And matter of fact, let somebody else read it so that we can make sure that that's something you can actually do. Because we don't want you disappointed with the fact that you're trying to do something that God ain't giving you the grace to do. I want you to make a list of what you can do. And then I want you to put verses beside it and ask yourself, God, help me to maximize every one of these talents and gifts for your glory. And if you're not married, well, I'm not married yet. Do that now. And let the Spirit of God nurture you and develop you so that you can be the blessed. Blessing to your household that you can be. I'm done. Father, we honor you, bless you, thank you for the word of life in that you have given women as a gift to the earth. Lord, and, 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 and there is not maximum glory to be given, Lord God, on earth unless men and women are walking in concert with our God ordained roles to glorify you. And so God today I pray that you would be merciful today God in strengthening and convicting and challenging and developing women for your glory. Maybe there's someone here today. Maybe you're here and you and you haven't committed your life to the Christ that redeems value. When we say redeem we mean buy back. Not just upgrade mess. But to totally remove what the mess that's there and renew it in a way that the mess is fully gone because of his shed blood on the cross. Because he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf. What does that mean? He put all of our mess on Christ. And when Christ died, our mess died. If we put our confidence in him, our faith in him, and the fact that he got up from the grave victorious over the fact that he died and relinquished and removed All sin, he drank the cup of wrath for us. God's wrath was after us, but Christ took on the full wrath of God for those who believe.